you like uh you really like snakes and lizards so have you been put on some sort of pre-crime list yet or no (laughs) it's monday and people are racist Very racist. Very racist indeed. Uh, Especially people in Australia where we had claimed that there were no bad people out there. They're saying, equality, there'll be none of that. (laughs) Um, So the the headline, it's from The Sun, which is a UK paper, I think, or online publication, whatever. I don't Uh, think anybody knows. (laughs) It's it's filed under race storm. Oh, God. Outrage as milk... Milk bar. Don't know what the fuck that is. Just serve milk at a bar. Off to a racist start. (laughs) Outrage as milk bar bans black teenagers because they, quote unquote, always steal. Got him. Okay. (laughs) The note was left on the window of a store in Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. The lead is a racist sign on the window of a Melbourne shop says... Black teens are banned from going inside because they, quote-unquote, steal things. Uh, the appalling note was left on the window of a store in western Melbourne and was sent to a radio station. Uh, as well as teenagers, dogs were also banned from the store. <laughs> uh, one person said, apparently only black people steal in, in it says Melton, but apparently it's Melbourne. Uh Another said, "Fucking idiots! Watch you, <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots! You watch their shop will get robbed twice as much now." But the shop's owner defended the decision, uh, telling the site he was forced to put up the sign after a confrontation with a group of youths earlier in the day. That's the only fucking. That's the only thing that you can do after being after having a bad experience with one group of small people. And he said, uh, "Shoplifting happens a lot of the time. Always black person, young boy." After playing soccer. So I've got a lot of questions about who the fuck this owner is because he uh, he's not crushing it English-wise. His sign reads, statement, <laughs> because the 14 to 18-year-old black always steal, period. <laughs> Prohibit 14 to 18-year-old blacks, two spaces, and two spaces dogs into the shop, period. I want to know. So obviously it's Book fucking em. obviously it's fucking racist as hell. But I want to know what the dogs did. <laughs> I mean, did the dogs steal? Why is he? Why is he? Why is he throwing the dogs in here? You know what's messed up is like he was waiting for an excuse to ban dogs, and he's like, "Man, I can't just ban dogs. Everyone will get mad at me." I know what I'll do. I'll ban a type of people and then be like, and also dogs. And everyone will pay attention to the whole people thing. No one's getting on this guy for being mean to dogs. I'm, I'm here to defend the dogs. Uh, it's the, that's fucking so stupid. Uh, quick little tip to this guy. Uh, you know why black teens always steal? Because they're teens. Because they're teens, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yes. There are two things about these people, and you chose the wrong thing to ban. Yeah, I mean, if this guy banned now teenagers... Now black adults aren't going to shop at your store. <laughs> I mean, if this guy... Bla- they have money. White teens don't have money. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, if he just banned teens, it would have been all for it. I would have been like, that guy knows what's up, because yeah, teenagers are the worst. Totally. Yeah, no middle schoolers, no teens. Even if you're like nine and you're kind of tall, I don't trust you. You're out of here. You if he banned if he banned all teens and dogs, I'd be way more pissed about the dogs. Yes. Like then, what the fuck? Yeah. Neither one is a good look. The the black kids and the dogs 
both make you look like kind of a dick. One makes you look like a racist psychopath, uh, but the dogs also makes you look like a dick. Definitely. Uh, so, bad move on this guy. Bad PR 101. Yeah, very, very bad. Um, you finally watched little uh big little lies i did i also did you always keep saying little big lies i switch it around i do the i keep i always searched like little big lies and it would come up on my like when i did the voice I rachel thing. mcadams it rachel mcadam i think rachel mcadams and nobody knows it's rachel's mcadam <laughs> rachel's mcadam apple yes uh yeah, so I, I kept searching like uh, on the uh, Xfinity remote. I would say like Little Big Lies, and it would always just pull up Little Big League. Yeah. And I'd be like, that's not it. But um, yeah, and then two hours later, yes, you finally, then I finally got around to, to this HBO show. Little Big League's awesome. I haven't watched it. I've never seen it. You haven't? Nope. So it's, I mean, it's like it's pretty in the outfield. Pretty except, he owns uh, a team. Ex- yeah, he fucking owns the team. Uh, rookie of the year, he plays for the team. Angels in the outfield, he's religious. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, that's not that, that's not like a people forget that. No. Everybody is yes. positive and totally remembers that that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, my first uh, exposure to him. Um, I mean, I guess it was Angels in the Outfield, but I didn't. You don't watch Angels in the, Angels in the Outfield and you're like, hey, that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> right when you're a kid, uh, yeah. Uh, but what when you were a kid, you would say that's the kid from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, he was in that too. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So I was gonna say my first exposure to him was um, Ten Things I Hate About You. Ah, he's a little cutie pie in that movie. Yeah, he's just he is. a little guy who's trying to date the cute girl. Mm-hmm. But there's the the mean guy who wants to date the cute girl instead. And then so there's what the dead happens? Guy. A punch is thrown. And then twist, Heath Ledger dies. <laughs> uh okay. <laughs> Good transition. Uh what were we even talking about here? Oh, uh, little big lies. Things that we've big no, little lies. We're talking about things that we've seen <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt in. I've also seen Joseph Gordon Levitt. In uh, I don't want to say five hundred summer. That's an obvious one. I saw him in the masturbation movie. What's the masturbation movie? Uh, you're very excited. <laughs> it's um, uh, Don Don John. Oh man, that was a very very aggressive masturbation movie. It's like I can't say it's a bad movie. It's very uncomfortable. It's just like a man. So like you finish that with that movie and you're you like, need to take a shower after you watch that movie. So that so that's a they they went and did the, that whole movie <laughs> they, uh i've also seen him definitely in, should, yeah i've seen like, him yeah i've seen that movie i uh, i've also seen 50 50 i've seen 50 52 good movie um adam hart makes fun of uh 500 days of summer mm-hmm. because so one time he was like i've never seen 500 days of summer nor do i care to and i was like well you're mm, fucking yeah. missing out and he was like it's just like so it's probably so predictable like he probably lives and i was like yeah he was like, it's oh, he just thought like it was, trying he to thought make you cry was, the whole time. Yeah, he thought that Five Hundred Days of Summer is about a uh, guy in his twenties who learns that he has cancer. <laughs> uh, uh, almost worse. Almost worse. You feel worse for uh, his character in Five Hundred Days of Summer than you do from in Fifty Fifty. Well, in the end, yeah, yeah. It's uh, he gets a new lease on life. He gets through this terrible thing. Um, his Anna Kendrick starts cleaning her car. It's. Uh, by no means are we saying that a bad relationship with Zoe Deschanel <laughs> is worse than cancer. We're that's exactly what I'm saying, actually. Yes, uh, I mean we've already just made a joke about Heath Ledger dying. So this no, it wasn't a joke. No, no, that happened. It's a fact. Yeah, he died. He ended up dying. Um, <laughs> so I watched Big Little Lies to answer that question. <laughs> um, 
So everybody was, I only watched it because everybody was like freaking out, being like, oh, this is fuck, this show is fucking crazy, crazy I only twist at the it end. Because Reese got that face. I mean, I definitely did enjoy the women in that movie. Congrats to me. Oh my God. Um, Reese Witherspoon, like the role she was born to play in totally. the show. Totally. Crazy bitch. Yeah. Um, but like, I was so into it the entire time. Yeah. Um, A power, power, power CB. Yes, uh, and Shailene Woodley was really good in it as well. Yes. She just plays. She. Always, I wonder if she. I wonder if that's like offensive to her. She always gets cast as like the yeah, average like, unassuming girl. Totally, and she's gorgeous. Yes, I agree with that. Um, um, and then but Nicole the Kidman. The answer is yes. That is what happens with her. They just yeah. Barrow, she gets just, typecast like, as a unassuming as a person. pretty girl who's not that pretty. And you're like, wait, <laughs> but what about her being pretty? <laughs> right. Does that not? <laughs> right. She gets cast as like the pretty girl who nobody really cares about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that doesn't happen in life. Yeah, uh, Nicole Kidman's also in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, congrats to her for not seeming like an alien. Because that's the first time I've ever watched anything with Nicole Kidman was been like she seems like a pretty normal person in this. Oh, Nic- uh, Nicole Kidman is gorgeous though. I'm not into it. I, I, I am. You, you can't be in this show without spoiling it. Um, she's not. She's not cast in a uh, super sexual light. No. Uh, uh, we finally know who Alexander. Or at least I know who Alexander Skarsgård is because I got that dick. <laughs> first time I've ever seen him in anything. Got with that broken dick. Yeah. Also, was there a thing? It was news that they showed his dick. Right. We were talking yeah, about that, yep. and they were saying like. They show his dick, and it's it's so so big. Was yeah. that people's reaction? Yeah, but it was, was expect- fake. I was expecting more. What? That was a gigantic dong. They it just was... didn't show it for very long. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna have to rewatch it. You're gonna need but a I'm screen gonna... cap. Uh, yes, you know, what, <laughs> folks, send at listen to brunch on Twitter. Send us pictures of dicks. It's okay. Just... Also, I don't think it was real. Yeah, uh, let's hope not. Call him bullshit. She smashes it. <laughs> yes, he I gets know. his. It's a dick dick smashed. Dick, dick smash, uh, which is different from a dick snake, which we're going to get into later. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I watched it. Um, I wasn't blown away by it. I was entertained, and I thought it was it was okay. I loved it. You uh, loved it? I, yeah, I, I love it. I just loved all the girls. Uh, Laura Dern was also great. Uh, so I don't know if this is like a credit to the show or it's or it's like a drawback where a lot of the stuff that happens in the show doesn't come around to really mean anything. Yes, it was a lot a lot of red herrings. Yeah. Uh, there's the basically the entire kids storyline um, doesn't really mean anything. It tells you something. I don't want to spoil shit, but like it tells you something about what might happen later, but it's not as the, like the the parents are fighting over the kids and that has nothing to do with anything. So it's a seven it's seven episodes, seven hours and you know, they spend a lot of time on like these these conflicts between the characters and stuff like that, and it's all leading up to one twist. And they 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 make that pretty. You known. know, as soon as it starts, that uh, it that all this shit that's going on ends in somebody dying. Right, and it's and it's like a it's a mini series, so it's seven seven episodes. So you know that at the end of it, you're gonna get some shit's gonna be revealed. Yeah, and it's all building up to this one thing, um, and. That one thing I thought was pretty predictable. Like I, I saw it coming three or four episodes before it actually happened. To a T. Not just the guy who dies. Uh, the guy yeah, who, no, uh, the guy dies. Alexander Skarsgård's guy dies. Ah, oh, God, I'm so happy to get it <laughs> off my chest. Um, so I, I didn't know that that he would be the one to die, but I did know that, like the the big reveal. I did know that. I guess that it would that would be it. Oh, so a lot of people did. I didn't. 
I, you didn't yeah. get it? I think I, I was too busy. So I watched it. I watched... You're too uh, busy focusing four, on that dick. Yeah, that's right. I was too busy <laughs> rewinding that D. Uh, I watched four episodes at night, got up in the morning, and watched the next three. Because I was like, I want to be able to... I want to have this done with. Yeah, and I finished it in like three days. Yeah, it's super, super quick. Um, but I think I was honestly so busy watching it that I don't think I analyzed it at any point along the way. I wasn't like, oh, maybe this thing. Your coming. goal is just plow through it and not really think about it very much. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. that's like what your sex life is. I was going to say, I was like, I, as soon as you said your goal, I was like, we know where it's going. Let's get there, baby. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, much like my sex life. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought, I thought it was okay. Uh, I don't understand like the big hoopla over it. And like people are still talking about being like, oh, it's going to be a season two. I don't really care if there's a season two. Uh, I think that the coolest thing about the show is the opening credits. At the end, when they're all just walking and they're, they're just doing kind like of that like line dancing, faces and uh, Reese gives like the just like the fucking bitchiest face you've ever seen in your life. Love it, so good. Um, but yeah, she's great. Laura Dern's great. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, awesome. You're really good. Uh, the fellows are awesome in it. Uh, so I thought the the fellows were really honestly like the. Obviously, the, the the wives were the hook of the show. Like the that's yeah. the centerpiece. Right. But I thought that they really, really nailed rich husbands in that show. Yeah, yeah. they were like perfectly They're, arrogant and like yeah. distanced yeah. from the wives. They're like that's that's very accurate. Like there's a lot of rich ass husbands who just like keep their distance right. and are very apathetic about everything in their lives. Right. They're like oh, I'm. Just so happy to have all this money. Yes. And also a beautiful wife that just w- whatever. Yes. Just do whatever you want, honey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's just so clearly no love at all in the relationship between um, Reese Witherspoon's character and Adam Scott's character. And it's like towards the end of the series, he's like, he basically calls it out and you're like, ah, this is, this is uncomfortable. But like, he's a fucking rich kind dude, of young, super rich guy. That's, married to and, her and they're they're all all the husbands are like secretly like not secretly but like they're low-key dicks like low-key assholes yeah yes but like in in the way that you can kind of understand yes so i, I thought that they they really nailed that portion of it how'd you think the kids were fine <laughs> i didn't love them yeah honestly yeah i didn't i didn't love the performances <laughs> Such a, I thought the uh, that Reese Witherspoon's youngest was great. Uh, yeah, where yeah. she was like kind of an asshole. Yeah, I mean, where you could see where she would get those asshole qualities from her mother, but yeah. like still also a very innocent, very cute kid. Yeah. So, um, props. Yeah, I. Uh, I the mean, kids didn't take away from it, right? Um, which is very not true to life <laughs> they take away from everything they really ruin, they ruin everything fucking everything yes uh especially once they grow up to become teens because then they start stealing milk <laughs> and then you can't let dogs especially in if they're black yes just just go to australia there this guy who doesn't speak any language will <laughs> tell you all about it uh we had an interesting guest for this or we have an interesting guest for this episode we just finished speaking to him which is why i say had uh, your buddy, Kellen uh, Capener, from the story so far. Yes, he's the bassist of that band. Yes, and I was actually afraid that it was going to be a weird conversation for you because he and I have something in common. Uh, we're both friends with you, <laughs> but you're not both friends with me, so I... Neither of us are friends we with We were going to be able to bond. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> 
So we were able we were able to bond over that, and then you guys were also able to bond over that. But uh, we uh, Kellen told us a lot about they're making a new album. They are. And, they're recording uh, it right now. We got some. We got some, like some crazy details about it. So there are some wild the story so far. Fans are there? Yeah. Yeah. Like people went nuts because we we've hung out like a, a few times and we've taken pictures and posted them online. And every time that he posts like a picture, or I post a picture online, or he posts a picture online, people are like, "Holy fuck! You you guys know each other!" Like, like, and I've had like story so far fans like flood my Instagram. Really? And, yeah. Wow. So they're they're a big deal. Well, they're I mean they're a pop punk uh, a pop punk band, and those fans are very very passionate. As we get into with him, that's those are get tattoos of the band fans. Yeah. Yep. More so than maybe any like I don't I I don't have any friends who have like rap lyrics tattooed to them or whatever, but I definitely know people with fucking Blink One Eighty Two lyrics. Mm-hmm. So that that doesn't surprise me in the slightest that their fans are fucking psychos, crazy. All right, well here you go. Hey, Kellen, is it true? What that uh, all bass players are just bad guitar players? It's true. <laughs> oh, nice. I didn't. I, I, sh- I haven't showed you my base, have I? No, I don't think so. Oh, we can do a rig I rundown. Let's do a rig rundown. Oh, we can do a rig rundown. But the most important thing on my entire bass guitar is this thing my friend printed out, like on one of those uh, label makers. <laughs> I sound so stupid saying that. I'm like on oh, one of those old those uh, labor ma- label label you know, makers. <laughs> but uh, I also just woke up. But he uh, he wrote. It says bass is for scrubs who can't play guitar. Nice. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, I mean, obviously I was joking, but uh, did, were you always a bass player? Because, I mean, bass is less sexy than guitar, let's face it. Uh, not true. SD Heim plays bass. I, I'd, argue, I'd argue the opposite, yeah. Really? I mean, like, yeah. I feel like there are more famous guitar players than there are famous bass players. I can't even think of one famous guitar that's player. That's true. <laughs> but, but you're not arguing if they're more famous, you're arguing if they're more, they're more sexy. Like, the idea of it. I think like being like a famous guitar player is sexier than being a famous bass player. Maybe that's uh, I'm trying to think there. I mean, there are sexy guitar players because they do the, there aren't many shirtless chest hair <laughs> bass players that exists with guitar players. Like I feel like Ingve Malmsteen can come out and no matter what he does, everyone's like, yeah, that guy. <laughs> but if, if like a bass player who's probably wearing like a button down comes out and is like, Hey, I'm showing a little chest hair. They're like, yeah, away. <laughs> Yeah, it, it can go pretty south pretty quick. I see, I see where you're getting at. Um, but I didn't always play bass. I, I started on guitar, and then I realized no one played bass, maybe because they all had higher ambitions than I did, and so then I just sold out. <laughs> that's how everyone... I didn't sell I mean, out, actually. I stepped, I stepped down. <laughs> that's how everyone in like middle school and everything, when everyone starts to play instruments, there is a small group of people who are like, I'm going to flock to bass because you fuckers are going to need me, like, and you're not going to make fun of me. The drummer's thing was... You're going to need me and you're going to be a dickhead to me because you're going to be like, you're just the drummer, but you actually fucking need a bass player if you want this to sound good. So I feel like this maybe is like yeah. a, un, maybe a fair comparison. It's like guitar players are like starting pitchers where it's like, I want to be a starter. And you can never have enough. Yes. And then, and okay. then like bass players are relief pitchers. They're like, well, I could be a starter, but there's more of a demand for relief pitchers. And there's turnover with uh, bass players. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, right? I'd even argue... So you're replaceable, Kellen? <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, uh, yeah. oh, Kim Deal's yeah, an icon, definitely. and the Pixies are no. just fucking doing shit without her now, which is wild. 
I would say that actually drummers rank above both. Really? In terms of importance or replaceability? No, no, they're, they're like a slugger where like they come to play. You're like, ooh, look at that guy's, look how big that guy's arms are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's favorite yeah. member of Blink-182 is Travis. So yeah, I think that's pretty fair, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, people He's love Mark. Talented one of the bands, right? Well, yeah. So yeah, exactly. He's yeah. Uh, I saw I saw Blink with Kellen. So. What's Fun that? Little, that's true. Yeah, we saw too with Kellen. We were, we were at the oh, really? uh, yeah. We were at the All Star game, yeah, and it was it was a bunch of people who I don't think had any idea who Blink One Eight Two was. A lot of like, <laughs> I think we saw some eighty year old dude like kind of just shake his head and like wander out <laughs> it's just like what's going on there was like an old couple that was next to us and was like what's the name of this band <laughs> and we we're like blink 182 yeah you're like what, what is this <laughs> what's the meaning of this what's the meaning and we of also this? saw uh, pete DeBoer just fucking getting after it on the dance floor <laughs> really yeah that's true yeah well he, he was with his i think I believe it was his wife i hope it was his wife hope it was his wife because we just fucking ratted him out if not that's super i know exciting. then we saw martin jones at a table too with yes. his they were all there. They were just they were just there. They're in the mix. Nice. Do you know that Martin Jones, if the Bruins hadn't traded him, would have won five Stanley Cups by now? <laughs> yeah. Did you know That's that? What they say that. Joking about is we wanted to buff to him and be like, hey, you know, like between us, you're 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 our favorite goalie between, you know, both of our teams. I love you. Do you know Bruins, what his man. reaction would have been? <laughs> but you, you know what his reaction would have been? He would just he he his reaction would have been what? I can't hear you. It's too loud in here. Yeah. Or he would have stared at you just expressionless. He expressionless. When he came back to Boston last year, everyone like everyone wanted to talk to him. And it started off as like, why do people want to talk to me? And we were like, because you were on the Bruins. Because you were on the Bruins. Right, like, you've gone on to be good. And every question that was asked, he was like, oh, uh, he just seemed so fucking flabbergasted that we were all making jokes of like, so what's your favorite memory as a Bruin? And he was like, oh, well, I. I was traded there for just a couple days, and then after they traded me to San Jose, and then like I signed a deal with them, and now I'm doing this. And it was just everything was just so literal. That guy, he is, wasn't down. That guy's fucking white bread. Let's just be honest here. He looks like an average white guy. Like yes. he's a pretty handsome dude, but yeah. like average as average as fuck, and yeah. just like seems like the most boring person. Yeah, good at hockey. Eyes of a goalie though, man. Eyes yes. of a goalie. He's got those, like he yeah. looks like he's wired at all times. Yes. Like, for sure. That's the thing is, if, if I was a, if I was a goalie, I would be so on edge about anything coming at me at any time. Like I don't know, I don't <laughs> think those guys like, like I couldn't just walk out in the street and just see something like, you know, a, like quick, just any any sudden movement or anything. I'm like, uh, uh, you know what I'm mean? right. You know? So like, so like a goalie couldn't play bass because if someone threw <laughs> panties at the guitarist and missed and it went towards the bass player and uh, freak out, they'd freak out. They would totally freak out. Yeah. Have you ever had panties thrown at you? I mean, those those are hard to throw. I don't know how people. Even what are you guys in Boston? On stage. We, we <laughs> can figure something out. Here. Well, yeah. Well, they're just not like a. They just don't. Have you ever thrown a like a, unless you like a t-shirt or anything, unless you like wad it up really tight. Right. It, it's really yeah, it's hard, hard to throw. Yeah, it probably doesn't go through. It, the air probably knocks it right down. I feel like you could throw a pair of jeans pretty far. Oh, jeans be a good one. <laughs> just, Probably, especially frozen jeans. If you put them like, if you wet them a little bit and put them in the freezer, <laughs> just frisbee them. Do Not you, sure how that would happen. Do you, proud subs- of come through, but. do you subscribe to the jeans in the freezer thing? You, no, you know I've this? heard about it, and but like, I just don't think I want to take the time away from my jeans to thaw out in the morning. Yeah, I think so it's I really and also it. I feel like a freezer smells no matter what. That it would be weird. So, Pete, do you understand? I don't. I don't know. I don't so know if you don't know what we're talking about. It's like. Oh, yeah. Dark wash jeans, you're not supposed to wash. Um, so 
I just let them fucking air out. But they say that instead you can put them in the freezer for like a day and then take them out and all of the smelly things are gone. But supposedly, as soon as you put them back on, your body heat like reactivates every bad thing. So oh, you God. just made your jeans cold for a minute. This is fucking weird. Yeah. So, supposedly, like kills the bacteria, and then your jeans smell good. But I just, I don't think there's anything. There's no substitute for just thoroughly washing something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think chucking it in the freezer is necessarily going to take like fecal matter off of your jeans. Yeah, and all good jeans have fecal matter, <laughs> matter. Fecal yeah. matter on there. I actually, I like to buy my jeans like pre-fecal matter. They, yes. they put it on there first, so yeah, I don't have to pre- do it myself. Prefect. Prefect jeans. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you're in Vancouver right now recording a record with the story so far. And that's what we're doing. Well, that's not what we told him, but I don't think that necessarily matters. Well, like when Wait, we but... came through, like we just told him we were hanging out in a cabin, which we essentially are. We're just renting, we're renting the space in, uh, in Victoria. That's like, uh, what is it? Sunshine Coast. And there's a studio out here, like just in the middle of nowhere. It's actually just like, it's just surrounded by, you're just in the woods and you're like, uh, you got a studio space. He's got um, the owner of the studio has a house out here, and then there's like a guest house, and it's just on this nice little like property, kind of just tucked away from civilization. So we're actually just out here, totally focused on the record because that's all we can be focused on. So it's kind of nice. Uh, what if we asked you some leading questions about the recording of the album, and you can even deny them if you want, but just from them being out there, it would kind of start some rumors. But what's going on with the record? So, um, like, h- how different is it recording to tape instead of doing like, Pro Tools and all that? You have to cut the tape. You have to do a million takes because it's got to be perfect. And I'm not, I'm not even, you know, like talented enough where I can, I can really do to tape uh, tracking. So I mean, so you have session sounds, players. It sounds yeah. We got session players. <laughs> Let's see how many rumors we get. Yeah. We started about this record. Time has been missing for a while, so <laughs> like, um, I mean, it, it, what's it like been hanging out with them? With who? With Heim? The yeah, yeah. that's that. Oh yeah, uh, you don't know who Heim is. Oh, Come God. on, man. That was, there's, a jacu- was... there's a jacuzzi here. Well, dude, I just woke up, man. Like, we were having a very like our our conversation before we started the podcast was very it was very like conversational. Now it's getting a little choppy because you know we're trying to we're trying to get all the subjects in there, and my brain's trying to keep up and. I mean, Heim is the first thing on both of our brains. So as soon as we wake up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you have the Heim poster on the ceiling above our share bed. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they just hang out. There's a, there's a nice, there's a hot tub here and they just, they kind of just hang out in the hot tub. That's awesome. Um, What's your, what's your favorite thing about Max Martin? About Max Martin? Yeah. While we're talking about the the record. record. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. He's a good guy. I don't know what else to say about Max Martin. Nice, <laughs> nice. Can't wait to float all these, uh, all these, all, all these tidbits. <laughs> We're out gonna there. make so many oh, Twitter yeah. accounts that are clearly us that just made them and be like, the story so far, working with Max Martin, Heim in the mix? Question mark. And then there'll just yeah, be a thing it. of uh, analog tape. Will be like a pic- it'll be a picture of analog tape with your quote about uh, you have to be perfect every take, and then people will be very excited. And also, it'll say Max Martin, he's a good guy, and I'll be like. <laughs> Yes. And I'm just hanging out in the hot tub the entire time. Actually, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to edit this. We're going to say, like, we talked to the stories so far as Kellen about uh, the new record. And then it'll just be uh, 
Max Martin's a good guy. Heim just hangs out. You got to be perfect when you're recording the tape. <laughs> People are going to be fucking amped about we this won't album. Because we, we won't you be can't, saying though, because I, I signed a I signed an NDA about uh, disclosing Heim's location because that's the whole thing. You know what? I bet Heim would totally do shit like that. They're so cool. <laughs> they would totally have like you can't know our whereabouts because they're part of Taylor Swift's gang. So there's oh, yeah. always going to be fishy shit going. Oh yeah, yeah. they um I was, I our friend actually the Taylor has... Swift thing is weird. Uh her in general? <laughs> no, like I just noticed there's a bunch of dudes like especially in like our little corner of music that it's they seem like they're pretty hardline to like the music they like, but it's always like, "Oh, but I mess with Taylor Swift." Yeah, that is true. It's like, it's like what? I know. It's it seems like she kind of like transcends like taste, Where, which is weird because so, she's not unlike a lot of other exactly. artists. Exactly. It's, it's one thing if you do that with. I know people do that with Justin Timberlake because he's generally. Um, I mean, he's always working with like Pharrell and Timbaland and always doing something cool. So I understand if people who are like into metal or whatever or even like old people like my dad doesn't like anything new and he's like that justin timberlake does some wonderful things <laughs> i understand that taylor swift like you said pete it's kind of just like, like if everything you fuck else with taylor swift on. you should be fucking with like a bunch exactly. of other people like so the last like, carly ray jepsen yeah, album like, right like you should be fucking yeah. with that 100%. so you're a bigger you're a bigger douche if you're like i only like my stuff plus taylor swift then you're a dick because you should be saying i only like my stuff plus every other pop song that's ever been recorded <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they get to that point, but it seems uh, like do you it fuck seems with like Taylor Swift? Taylor, do I personally? Not, not yeah. so much. Eh. It's nothing wrong. It's nothing against that. It. It's like, not. I mean, it's not like you don't fuck with pop music because I've talked with you about pop music before. Yeah, I just never really like. Uh, yeah, hers was, it never did anything for me. Uh, do you? I was gonna ask this anyway. Um, so you're you're 26. Yeah. And the band started. Unfortunately. When, yeah, please, I'm 28. I'll be dead soon. But won't we all? Um, yeah. Uh, the band started when you were what, like 16, 17, something like that? Yeah, I was 16. So have you had in like the last 10 years, have you had that kind of George Harrison? I'm suddenly, while lo- loving what I'm doing, I'm suddenly into this total new genre or this totally different thing that I'm kind of all about now. I'll get or back is it to like you still... after I try acid. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I ever had that moment where I was like, oh, I don't want to do this because I like I'm particular to some I had some epiphany and was like, oh, I really like this new genre of music, but with our with our band, like I'm not one of the main songwriters for our the you know the music that we write. Cause okay. I I typically stray towards a little more like I'd say that the music I listen to and the stuff that I write's a little it's a little unpalatable, I think, for um, the kids that like our music. Like in the, st- you know, like I'm into a little more like exper- experimental, like weird stuff. So and I don't say it to sound like I'm like I'm the smart guy in the band, form, you know. But like yeah. I just like kind of weirder stuff. Uh, that makes sense because I was I was looking at some interviews that you've done, and you said that if you could collaborate with anyone, it would be Danny Elfman, and that is an awesome fucking answer. Yeah, Danny Elfman. Um, I'm trying to think of other dudes that, you know, like like Elfman, like Zappa, like all those. Yeah. I'm not like a huge Zappa head, but I always thought he was a really like sound guy. Like if you yeah. just watch old interviews of him, especially with like the, 
like I, I came on to him when I did, I did this whole thing. Uh, it was in high school, it was just some dumb project, but it was about the whole like Tipper Gore censorship, uh, parental advisory thing that happened where they yeah. were like bringing all these, these artists into court and like, you know, it was basically the whole like rock and roll is the devil. But like, yeah, that was, that argument was made in a way that like it was a court case, you know, and his whole like, um, he, he had his very sound logic throughout that whole you know like experience and like he's just he's a very he's the kind of dude i look at as like an intellectual guy who like yeah just, uh, he thinks things through and like his points are very valid and whatnot but he's also uh, a little bizarre too you know what i mean so yeah uh pete has not seen the nightmare before christmas so could I'm this not. can maybe be your uh, nudge slash threat for him to see that <laughs> and understand danny elfman's genius yeah it's true it's so funny. He's just got a DJ. very, uh, I just, you always know it's his music, even though it's like, it's really far out. You always, you can always tell it's Danny Elfman. That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. Find cool about him. Yeah. DJ, uh, asked me before we started recording if you were like the quote unquote, like spokesman for the story so far, because you do like a lot of the interviews and stuff. Is that like, is that the case or? Uh, no, nah, well, I don't know. Like I regret doing as many interviews as I have, if that sounds that's a great thing to say while you're doing an interview on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, like, I was, for some reason, for some reason, I was, I was like, uh, like, maybe there's some importance to it. You know, like, people will, like, see this and then want to listen to our band. But, like, it's just the same people asking the same questions. And it's, like, no one watches the, the things anyways. It's, like, you know, especially because I'm just the basis. Like, no one wants to hear me. No one cares, but, I, you know. Hey, don't talk ill that of basis. Me personally. We, uh, we're very kind to basis. No, no, podcast. no, I'm kidding. I'm just saying, like, that doesn't bother me personally, but people don't, they're not like, oh, yeah, I really, I really want to dive into what the basis thinks, you know what I yeah. mean? And like, about what's going on, or whatever. Like, um, but the other guys just, they don't, they don't care so much for that stuff. And like, that's fine. That's always kind of been our, I think now for good reason, you know, like a lot of, a lot of um, what music magazines have become is just like, they're just they're just twitter accounts anyways and they just they just they're like the top 10 list of like goofy's fan selfies with like you know your favorite bands and it's just kind of like yeah there's no substance to it and if there is substance to it like i don't think people really care to dig into it so it's it's all just kind of pointless and do you do you uh know our friend father john misty (laughs) i do yeah uh so a couple weeks ago he changed his um he changed his twitter name to uh well it was to jazz imposters and then posted like five rapid fire videos of him playing drums and like doing a bunch of jazz stuff and he did it just so when all the like music magazines and websites posted like father john misty's up to something he deleted everything and changed it back so when they embedded all that stuff they just ended up making blank articles (laughs) so he did that and then tweeted like god i i fucking love like pissing off spin or something like that so you should just do shit like that you should put like a lot of time into fucking with people when they interview you i i think for that to reach band account and i don't know if dudes would like that uh, i was gonna say speaking of the band account um the band's twitter handle is the story so far ca so why didn't you name your band something so that when you add the ca at the end on the twitter handle it completes the name like uh, metalla did <laughs> <laughs> ah, like jokes. or yeah. like uh or, or yeah orca like orca or yeah uh, and then there was Will is from Colorado, even though Wilco is not from Colorado. But <laughs> oh yeah, Will, <laughs> Will Company, yeah, yeah. 
It was just it was this guy Will with one L and it's his little small company of musicians <laughs> and then it became Wilco. They got big, dude. They got big. He ended up being they, manufa- in, uh, they manufactured I think they manufactured aluminum and then became a band. Yeah. Everyone everyone at the aluminum factories, we're tired of this. <laughs> you like uh you really like snakes and lizards. So have you been put on some sort of pre crime list yet or no? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that's like a very weird just how you said it, there's no way to make me say, like, it's it's kind of like a, a hard position to defend. Like, you're really into snakes and lizards, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I have a snake, but here's the thing, like, I don't have the luxury of having these, 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 they get a bit, they get a bad rap. Let's just start by saying that they get a bad rap for one, but the reason I have a snake is because I travel all the time. Right. And you can't leave a dog alone for 30 days without feeding it. Right. But you can leave a snake 30 days alone without feeding it. And it's, it's like you never left. So is it more sadistic? Is it, which is worse? <laughs> am I, am I a freak? Because I, you know, have a pet that I, I, you know, I thought through and thought, okay, well, if I'm going to be traveling, well, I can have this thing that I can just, I can just abandon and I'll be fine. Or would it be more sick if I just let dogs die in my apartment while I was on tour? <laughs> I, mean, I think you, only one way to find out. You yeah, gotta I mean, do both. You, got, then, you would be getting a lot of publicity if you just let die, dogs die every time you went on tour. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, people uh, respond. People no bad respond publicity. very well to celebrities uh, killing dogs and letting them die. Uh, it's. I think that it's it's worth checking out. Um, let me just well, let me just say that publicity is bad if you're a sociopath, Pete. <laughs> Eh, well, yeah. You don't want all I that mean, attention. You don't want all those. You don't want all those helicopters coming over your place. Hey, mm. I mean, I made fun of the president. I was just about to say, I was like, I survived. I was like, I think we're all talking about the same thing. <laughs> Pete almost fucking died that time. Um, uh, you have a tattoo that says, "Is that what you're gonna say?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have a tattoo that says "Dick Snake." Uh, quick question: Why don't I? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's actually not a real tattoo. Did you know? It's that? not a real tattoo. No. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> this kid. This dude wanted to do. He, at the time, he was just this like new, like I think it was for like AP magazine, and he was like their new, like what do you call those dudes? You're journalist. one of them. He was, yeah, well, like, he's like a journalist, but he just like more they're like yeah, I guess he's a journalist. I I don't know if I consider that journalism all the time, but <laughs> yeah. he's, uh, he wanted to do a internet asshole, right? Yeah, yeah. So. I'm not calling this kid an asshole. I'm calling you an asshole because I know you. <laughs> call a professional. I don't want this kid to see this and feel like I'm targeting him. Maybe I do. I don't know. You're gonna Anyways. trigger him. Yeah, exactly. But this dude was like their new little dude who like <laughs> little dude. You know, that's, we're that's not all little dudes. Right. So I'm just little, a little dude. So like, I'm not, You're not a little dude. Kid. So he was this young little bitch. I don't know. He was probably like he was like this 18 year old kid and like he was the one who was like conducting all his interviews and he wanted to do like a it was like a best worst like yeah, first yeah. kind of thing like. I didn't really have anything to do that on because, like, well, A, I don't have tattoos, and that's, I think, what, like, everyone does in that situation. Oh, you like, don't? I don't have any tattoos. See, I was, yeah, so that whole video was fake? <laughs> it was all fake. So that's all Sharpie, and I had Kevin Sharpie a bunch of tattoos on me, and then I walked this guy through all of my tattoos that I don't really have. Oh, my God, that's amazing. So, so your father, John misty him. Did you fuck with him? Like, did he know that they were fake? I think he figured it out probably, like, six in. when I, I think Dick Snake was what gave me away. The... <laughs> The uh, the bicep tattoo did not look real. It uh, it it, it was that, a little smeared. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like it didn't. Unless, unless I had just got it done, like minutes before walking into the interview, tattoos don't normally smear like that. Right. Yeah. So you had you had said I just got this one done, <laughs> but it wasn't red and there wasn't any blood or anything, and I was like, that thing is gonna heal like shit. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I so essentially what happened is I kind of just I quickly caught on to the fact that all these interviews were just like super redundant, but like I wasn't so opposed to doing them at the time where like it would be like, hey, can you do this thing or like can you like talk to this, or this interview with so and so? I'm like, fine, but like I got I got to kind of make it fun for me at this point because there's no way I'm gonna like answer the same ten yeah. questions for some clown. You know what I mean? You know what's a fun thing to do with uh, journalism? It's a fun old journalism move is to just cuck reporters that you don't like. So if um, if there's if someone asks you some questions and you're like, I don't fucking like this reporter, I don't like these questions, uh, but they do bring up something interesting that you're like, oh, you know what? Here I could say this. What you do is you don't give them that uh, you don't give them that answer, and then you text it to Pete, and then Pete tweets out this thing that this guy was trying to get and it ruins his day it's a great fucking move to do i never thought about that oh yeah see when dj told me that when he was talking about like the tattoo thing i was like huh that's interesting because i've hung out with kellen and i've never seen never seen any tattoos doesn't seem like a huge tattoo guy like you don't drink you don't do like a lot of like fun stuff (laughs) it's a couple of friends yeah Hey, uh, why I are do you podcasts. That's how boring I am. I do podcasts. Right. Oh, could you fucking imagine? Terrible. Um, I know. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, you don't like Pearl Jam. That's fucking awesome. What? Oh, yeah. I don't like Pearl Jam at all. Yes. Really? Fuck yeah. And Pearl I like Jam's Pearl like one Jam. of my top five favorite bands. I like Pearl so. Jam, but they're like a huge calm the fuck down band. Yeah. Like they're one of those bands that people are, they get really high on like yeah. Pearl Jam, but I'm always like Pearl Jam. Like, how did that happen? You know what I mean? Because there's bands that, like, sound like Pearl Jam that no one holds in the same regard as Pearl Jam. But, like, I don't know if it was the 21 documentary. I don't know if, like, it was some... I don't know what being at the concert was like back in the 90s. But, like, there's there was something in the in the water with that band that I don't... That I didn't drink. So I just don't understand. Yeah. Them... I mean, them and Bruce Springsteen are the two, like... Hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to see Pearl Jam. Cool. Let me tell you every time I've seen Pearl Jam, and it's been 600 times. And one time they played this one song that they don't usually play. And oh my yeah. God, we all went nuts. <laughs> Couldn't believe they played that song, but they still played the other songs that I liked. So, all in all, it was a bunch of Pearl Jam songs. Time of my life. <laughs> I know. I, and I have friends freak out about that fact too. It's like, what? You don't like Pearl Jam? And I'm like, nah, I don't. Uh, Sorry, man. No, we before the clubbing, before they're just you know, beat beat yeah. me up for it. I actually, I'm gonna, I made fun of that. I'm gonna do the exact thing I just made fun of though. I did when they came here. They played. I got a feeling by the Beatles, and it was pretty awesome. So, <laughs> so I'd recommend I mean, literally, like, literally, you literally just set yourself up for like being the biggest hypocrite. Right. It's like, don't you hate when people do this? Also, <laughs> yeah. real quick, if you can get a chance to see Pearl Jam, gotta recommend it. <laughs> But I'm not, uh, I'm not one of those dudes that's like you like Pearl Jam. Sometimes I am, but but you're like relax. Like, I'm like I under, I understand like you know like people like them. It's just like I don't understand why they were the like the dudes for the long, for the longest time. They still are. I mean, to a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, like, like they played at Fen- they played at Fenway, and I wanted to go, but I wasn't willing to pay like the fucking three hundred dollars for the tickets that it would get me there. So right. So I mean, I like, that's kind of weird because I'm pretty sure that. Um, like his whole thing was like controlling ticket prices and like making them affordable for like the common man. Oh yeah, and that's why like you know what I'm saying. He uh, yeah, he was big into that. You know who actually kind of did it right, which is weird because he does everything else in life wrong. Was uh, Kid Rock? 
<laughs> he was like, I'm just every every city I go to. He was like, I'm gonna do three or four shows in small places, and they won't sell out yeah. because I'm not good enough to sell out four shows. So no one will be able to resell the tickets. He was really savvy about that. He like had a he controlled it in a way where like tickets were affordable, and then well. First, before we continue on talking about Kid Rock, let's first yeah, that's happening. Let's first address him as Senator Rock, since that's is he running for senator? Oh, God, I think I think he, there was an, a, a there was a rumor circulating, and it was more than just a rumor. I think there was some there was some legitimacy to it that he there was potential for him to be appointed to a Senate <laughs> like kind of a position. So uh, uh, Senator Rock is. We just have to get used to saying Senator Rock. You know what's fucking crazy? Properly. We live in a world where that's not surprising. Where that's not weird. Like him getting elected or him running is not surprising. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This would not be the fucking worst case of some crazy ass celebrity running for something. Kid Rock would not be the worst politician in America. (laughs) Probably not. I mean, I'm sure they were like, we really, we saw what you did with the ticket, the whole ticket price. You know what? That's on the resume. Yeah. That's a big selling point for him. Um, What's your favorite Kid Rock song? Because there's a correct answer. I, I mean, Bob the Bot. It's like, uh-huh, that's ah, the wrong see, answer. That's a, oh, that's a, that's a it's trick ne- question. It's, you ne- it's, that. it's never what anybody expects either. Yeah. It's only God knows why. Only God knows why. Okay. Yeah. If you want to experience a party, I, you, you send you send me and Blackburn over here to a bar with a fucking with a with ten dollars full of uh, jukebox credits, and you're gonna hear that song a lot. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Really tasteful. The thing with kid with kid with Senator Rock. Sorry, <laughs> he, he he had that album like I, I don't know. I was probably fourth or fifth grade, and it was like him, and he's like outside of this like dimly lit like yeah, without a cause. It's probably like a it's probably a strip club or something. And he's sitting there with you know, it's kind of his head down, and that was his like strong parental advisory. Oh, record, yeah. right. And that was the one that was like controversial. So you're like, oh, I gotta hear this record. I gotta like, you know, because of all the. All the controversy surrounding it. So you're like, I gotta know what's on this record. The records you get, and you're like, oh, dude, like, it's parental advisory CDs in my hands. I'm putting it in, and you realize, like, not everything that's controversial is cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just <laughs> because it has a parental advisory sticker doesn't mean, like, I should have bought a Tupac record if I was going for, um, for just like a good parental advisory thing. Yeah. I don't know I'll... what I thought I was going to get into, but it was not. <laughs> Although, uh, <laughs> Are you a Fleetwood Mac guy? Yeah, I like Fleetwood Mac. So the song, uh, what is it? What's the one? Uh, Wasting Time by Kid Rock samples secondhand news. And I didn't realize until years later when I got into Fleetwood Mac that I was like, Kid Rock, kind of a cool move on your part. Shouldn't have made fun of you so much, but I should have. He's a Think about the person though who got into Fleetwood Mac through Kid Rock, who was like, oh man, I never really liked this <laughs> yeah. song before, but now that it's in a Kid Rock song. <laughs> right. That, that happens all tune. the time, though. Like I've, I mean, I wonder if anyone got into like Donny Hathaway from that uh, that Ti song, the like what you know about. I'm sure people got into shit from yeah. samples and stuff. Uh, speaking cool. of uh, samples, uh, let's talk about the new record. Um, is, do you like when people sample stuff in songs? Um, I guess it depends. Like, I like when people sample like tasteful, tastefully, and like uh, I don't know, like. Just a lot of a lot. There's a lot of good like examples of that in hip hop. We're like, yeah. I was I was always a fan of just the instrumentals where they would dig these like jazz instrumentals and stuff off of like records and just really like dig for it. Um, I don't necessarily like when people sample modern songs. Yeah, 
like if it's like if it's like their contemporary and they're sampling in their song i was like if the song is currently in the top 40 like do not sample it but like that's kind of a thing i think people do is they there's a song so then like there's almost a guaranteed success when an artist is like oh but if i like another successful artist like oh if i just sample this like top 40 song right now or like do something with it then it'll also be like its own i don't like when it's like I don't like when it's like a just like a shameless grab for like. Well, this will easily vault right. me into the top forty. You or know who needs like to chill that. the fuck exactly. out is uh, is Train. You know what they've been doing is they just take old ass songs and they just take like old melodies. The Train's current song is just heart and soul. You know the shit that you play on the piano. You know that one. Here's the thing with Train is they have so many hits, but. I don't know it's them until someone points it out and says this is Train. Because, like, all of a sudden they're, like, a ukulele band, but then, like, they had that one hit way back when that's, like, a... Yeah, but they have the most they have the most identifiable lead singer of all time. Uh, no, Macy Gray's band has the most identifiable... I couldn't I couldn't point him out in a police lineup. I have no idea what that guy looks like. Or yeah, I, 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 don't know he, I don't know what he looks like, but I know he, Even if you're just identifying him by voice, like, I don't think I can point him out. Um, they, but they have that drops of Jupiter is a legitimately good great song, song I yeah. think. So, but that just kind of speaks to train. Like you said, they do so many fucking different things that may, that occasionally they even do a good song, but yeah, they need to chill the fuck out. I, uh, I'm not happy with train these days. Um, are you one of those musicians who, um, like, I guess, uh, is candid in discussing who you like and don't like among other artists? Um, if I would tell it to them, yeah, there's some yeah. I wouldn't say, but like, hmm. for the most part, I like, I don't, I, I don't think a lot of bands really necessarily care. Like, I think it's weird when bands, like if you personally don't like a band that they get weird about that. It's like, man, I really thought you would like my band. I'm like, sorry, I wasn't, <laughs> my brain just doesn't, you know, like accept your yeah. music. Man. Yeah. Who's a, who's like a mainstream, like big artist that you don't get? Because like future is Keys. future is like between the two of us. Oh yeah, that we're like future, I, I just don't fucking get why future's Drake. huge. I don't get Drake. I get either. Drake a little the, bit. The one song like I, and honestly I don't even know who does the song, but the one that I don't get at all is the one that's like they just took a nursery rhyme. They took Rocket by Baby and like made it into like a top forty pop song. Fuck. And it's is the it, song supposed to be about like all like the single mother who has to like raise a baby, and the chorus is like. Like rock a bye, baby, rock a bye. And that's the actual chorus. Oh, wait. Are you talking about uh Sean Mullen? Yeah, Sean Mullen. Um That's the, a whole thing is song. gonna be all right. No, no, no. It's like it's a it's on the top forty right now. It's like a pop. Oh, I, I don't even know if I've heard that. So song. the one you, that you're talking about I'll, I'll look it up right now. We'll, we'll yeah, maybe do a quick one. Did they remake Sean Mullen's song? Because that song is an all time terrible song. Yeah. Although he uh Which he's got a great speaking voice in the first. <laughs> yes. It's like half okay, podcast, half song. <laughs> uh, wow, Rockabye, Clean Bandit featuring uh, Sean Paul and Anne Marie. I've only Sean's heard of all people. Yeah, and I've... Sean Paul is on it. Wow, wow. He'll be on. He'll he'll put his voice on anything, dude. Yeah. I mean, like you Sean's know Paul... awesome. When we make the mega cut of uh, you talking about the record, we're gonna be able to totally put in uh, Sean Paul is on it, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gonna say Sean Paul is on everything. Yes, yes, yeah. that's right. The whole every every <laughs> story so far song. It's going to say featuring Sean Paul on every song. It's going to be wild. So no one actually knows this. So maybe if, if you do want something that you can actually have people possibly salivate over, if, if there's if, people that want to 
kill me in my regular life will like this fact. So I actually work a normal job when I'm at home. I think I've told you, Pete, because we got like we have plenty of time off, and like frankly, I kind of enjoy just having like a normal. You don't job. have a normal job. You have a fucking well, not, ridiculous it's a five, awesome but job. It's, it's a little unconventional. But what I'm getting at is there was this week where we were in a packing room pack- packaging a bunch of stuff and the whole time we were doing it we were listening to like KML, which is a really popular like, I guess hip- it's a hip hop station like in the Bay Area but it's mostly just like top 40 kind of like tunes right and Sean Paul's on every other song that comes on really? oh yeah <laughs> he dude yeah he's, he's for, everywhere for a guy that you can't understand a fucking single word that he ever says he's made quite a <laughs> career for himself i know he's like i would say he's the most identifiable voice in music you you were arguing that train was but i would say sean paul the moment he comes on a feature then you know it's sean paul so i have uh i have two party ideas that i want to do that i would really like to execute one is to have a party and put the pitbull you know that like sound that he does okay put that on i didn't do it high pitched enough because it's uh it's early um but have a ever put that all over every song and see if anybody notices <laughs> if they just assume that like pitbull is on every track and i think they wouldn't <laughs> the other one is to in the middle of a play- party playlist have layla and then loop the ending for three and a half hours and see if anybody would notice i guarantee they fucking wouldn't <laughs> um you're doing the record right now but the stanley cup playoffs are also going on and yeah you could be in a better man. place for it yeah well, i mean you're we in vancouver talking. but yeah well, you said you don't have time to fucking focus on anything else what the hell's wrong with you we're, we're far enough away from vancouver oh no 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 what i meant was we're highly focused on the record because we're here records at home and it's like everyone kind of just like breaks and goes home like yeah after a day like of working but here like it's a retreat while, you know, someone's just tracking or whatever. I can do whatever I want. I can watch all the hockey in the world. You're a weird ass, like half Sharks, half Capitals fan. I would say I'm a 98% Sharks fan, 2% Caps fan. I don't have any vested feelings in the Capitals. I just I like their team, and they've always they've always kind of been the Sharks East. They're just like this actual <laughs> kind of so mirror. Yeah. There's just yeah. this mirror image of the Sharks in on the East Coast, and they're just this high octane kind of offensive 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 team but even look at like look at little things like subtle things like you've got you've got Ovechkin and Pavelski who are both number eight you've got Backstrom and Thornton both number 19 yeah. so you like you got the playmakers the 19s and then like the finishers number eight like just weird little like parallels between the two teams like you clearly know their playoff history and all that sort of stuff so I just watch a lot of hockey so it's like they're another team that I kind of I follow a little bit more than maybe all the other teams in the league, but I don't really like have vested feelings in the Capitals. I feel like I, I'm the same same way with the Bruins and Kings. Like they're they're pretty similar. Oh yeah, or at least like in when the Lucic past. got traded to the Kings, everyone was like, "Good, okay, we're not upset." You know, like there were a yeah. lot of Bruins fans like, "I can't watch him play for any other team." And you went to the Kings, and everyone was like, "Oh, so he stills kind of doing same, that." Same thing. Okay, yeah. And then we got to play with Lucic, and uh, we got to face him in Edmonton, which is fun. I oddly have a lot of San Jose Sharks memorabilia uh, because a guy, my friend's older brother, played for them. Uh, do you remember Patrick Rissmiller? He scored the game-winning goal in that overtime game back when the Sharks wouldn't always go to the playoffs. I love how vague that was, that, that one overtime game. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, you remember that, that game? The time they, they, they got to play in the playoffs and they 
Yeah, I have like a fuck. Yeah, I've got like a bobblehead of him. It looks nothing like anything. And then I've got like a bunch of like random ass Patrick Marlowe shit. It's wild. I can't imagine how bad bobbleheads looked back then. I mean, that, well, no, actually, no. I think I think maybe they. You think the the quality of bobbleheads now, like with how cheaply they probably try to pump them out, is worse now. Like I. Probably, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they give them. There's like a giveaway for every game. Yeah, and I'm like, this looks like, no, that's not him. You know what I mean? I feel like now there's so much memorabilia and so many options that they're just like, fuck it, let's just put put together like this white guy bobblehead, right. and we'll say it's this person, it's and people will buy it. They have, they have some ambiguous like, like bobblehead, like it's like a mannequin, but for bobbleheads, and it's like then they just <laughs> totally kind of features on there and like make it look as close to representation as I can without like really ever getting there and as long as it's not super racist they put it out (laughs) the red Sox had to hold up for a second when they made the david ortiz one so to ask a stupid question that you always get asked in interviews um you said you're so you're a huge foo fighters guy right i don't know if i'd say huge it was more just like one of those situations where my dad listened to the foo fighters a lot and mostly just one record it was just that uh there's there's nothing left to lose lose? yeah I was going to ask if your paths have ever crossed with Dave Grohl because I would fucking pass away if that happened. This is the... They haven't, but the one the one time... You you might just appreciate this because it was a very Dave Grohl thing to do. But they we played this festival with them in New Jersey. It was Bamboozle. And it was like... It was like on the water over there. Like on... Uh, I'm trying to think of... I'm trying to think of what that little pier is. Um, but Asbury Park or something? Yeah, yeah, sounds like a thing. Yeah, sounds like a thing. So, yeah. like, they headlined one of the nights, like, it was this, like, three-day festival, and, like, they headlined one of the nights when we were there, and, like, uh, they played they played their set, and then from the set, got into a helicopter, <laughs> flew over everyone, and went to New York to record, like, SNL, like, an, like, an hour later or something. Jesus. And it was like, okay, dude. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's sneakily become kind of like this like rock royalty thing. He's a grand gesture guy. Yes, exactly. What's your uh, what's your most interesting in the business thing? Because I mean, I I hung out with you and went to the show in Boston where you were touring with Good Charlotte, and, and that's you, not it. <laughs> and you just said that like Good Charlotte were they were like enigmas. They weren't around ever, and it was like so hard to even talk to them. What's like the weirdest thing that you've ever experienced? The weirdest thing, ah oh, man, I don't know. I mean, that was that was weird in a different sense, just because like, I mean, they both have. I mean, you were, you know, like you went to the show and it's like, you got Cameron Diaz side stage, but it's like it's, it's just weird in the sense that like, you don't even notice. There's a point where like she'll be there, but she's been at so many shows, you just like walk back and forth. You're not like, oh, hey, Cameron Diaz. Meanwhile, I was like, ah, Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> And I was trying to like, uh, yeah. You're like, Pete, stop! <laughs> you kicked off. They're not evasive in the sense that like they're they don't care to like hang out or like talk to people. They're just very busy. Like they have they have like I think they run like a management company, and then they have families, and you know, with certain A-list celebrities, and it's like they they they're very family oriented. So they're just like on any off day or anything, they're gonna fly home and hang out with Cameron Diaz or Nicole Richie because I think that's what any normal person would do. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, think, I don't know what's up so a lot of times not that you guys aren't like popular here but like a lot of times bands have like 
crazy super followings in other countries. What's like, what is there a weird country that you guys are fucking beloved? The weirdest country in which they're beloved is the United States of America. They answer that <laughs> That's question. true. Now, <laughs> yeah. in 2017. Yeah. We, there was a moment where we weren't so beloved in Canada, which I'm not going to go into that because it's just, it just needs to just die down. <laughs> Uh, Good thing you're recording your new album in Canada, huh? Yeah. No, but we're past that. I think everyone's everyone's past that. Occasionally, you'll just get some some clown online who just still wants to make jokes about it, however long, like past the little incident. But there was uh, we went to Indonesia, and that was crazy because I don't think a lot of a lot of bands go to Indo- Jakarta, Indonesia necessarily. Like when they do, it's like it's it's a huge thing for all the kids there that like you know do want to come like see live music and whatnot and uh they i don't know it's like you're like a foreign object to them like when you when you're there it's like you're this thing they can't you they can't believe you're there and it's like they just they just come up to you and just like touch you and just like all <laughs> all want to like meet you and like get pictures and stuff and it's like it's a little you feel a little bit like the beatles fell in every situation in their entire life but like this is like this is like a 16th of that in like a very kind of like just small corner of the world. And like, you're just like, Whoa, <laughs> like, real, like, Whoa, you know what I mean? Like you're just surrounded by like a hundred, a hundred kids that, or like more that just are at the show. And like, there's just no way out of it. And it's not like, it's a, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, so you're just like, Oh my God, like what's going Surreal. on? Do, uh, do you, do you guys miss playing like smaller venues? I'm sure you still can when you want to, but I mean, if you get to pay the bills, you're going to play to the crowds you can do. Yeah. I mean, we, we still play small venues sometimes. Like we're going to, we're like organizing a tour now. That's going to be a lot of the smaller rooms just, just for our, just for, just for the sake of doing that. Just to like have sick. Was that a little more like back to the, the roots of, uh, just with the bigger venues, you typically have like barricades and whatnot. And they have a lot more like, I guess they have a more strict policy on like what can and can't be done. And so like doing the smaller venues gives you an opportunity to like kids kind of just like do whatever they want. Yeah. The smaller venues don't have the same policies necessarily. So nice. Um, yeah. Are you, the, are you, you, I mean, you're the biggest hockey fan in the group. Are there like other, are other guys into it at all? Or is that like your own fucking thing? No, I'm really the only one. Um, I the other guys though have been watching the playoffs like they're pretty into it. I think playoff anything is yeah, exciting and especially like with hockey it's it's you know just even more so. So they've been watching the games and like I think it have warmed up to it. But I don't expect any of them to like become big hockey fans out of it. But I just want to point out how awkward first how the the hashtag that the Sharks developed for this series against Edmonton is wreck the rig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which sounds like something you lock your you do after you've locked yourself into the bathroom and maybe like <laughs> lit candle like no one's home like kind of masturbation like that's what wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go wreck the rig, man. Like, fu- I'm like go wreck fucking a fat chick, like, wreck that rig. I feverishly just masturbate as hard as I can. Like that's wreck, <laughs> wreck the rig. Uh, final question about the album: uh, Did you ever think? that uh john lennon's ghost would play a factor in it that was really hard to to get in touch with with john lennon's ghost because <laughs> he's got you got to go through like five managers just to get to his i imagine his like 
I'll be on the veil manager, which is like a whole other thing because we've never deal we've never dealt with like dead artists yeah. before. Feature, so it is, was tough, but like we spent we spent the entire budget just having that feature, which I think will be worth it. Did Yoko Ono still try to cuck John Lennon's ghosts in the afterlife? She doesn't know yet. Oh, that we nice, know. shady. He shady. handles his own business. He handles his own business on the other side. Well, people forget. It's, it's, uh, John also cheated on Yoko, so uh, he was so in death. He's probably still doing his thing. <laughs> he's going by on her back. It was, yeah, I mean, whenever there's heroin involved, there's typically other things involved in heroin, man. That's one of those things that like you never get sick of while you're doing it. You only get sick of it when you stop doing it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. That's why we've. That's why we've never stopped doing this podcast. We wanted this to be a one and done, and now it's our heroin. Yeah. <laughs> this bad thing that's ruining our lives, and we just keep going. Uh, when's the uh, when's like the? Do you have a set date for a release or no? Uh set date? Nah, we don't. Like we're gonna, we're gonna just. I mean, there's no guarantee we'll even. I mean, we'd hope to finish it while we're here, um, but we're not gonna. If it's not like to the point of completion or like we're not satisfied with it. We're not going to put something out because we feel like we have to. Why doesn't any band just fucking do that? You guys, (laughs) musicians always say that. And like, it's a great noble thing. I wish a band was like, you know what? If we're not sure about it, we're going to roll the fucking dice. And I mean, it's only our lives and our careers and our fans and their hard earned money. Let's just, we're finishing this thing by Friday. And if it's (laughs) shitty, then fuck it. Whatever, just listen to it. That's what I do in my work. I'm like, I'm giving myself a deadline. This yes. shit is done. I mean, we have there's like an unfair advantage out there with like, I mean, you got dudes who can just make something on GarageBand on their iPhone and release it and like on SoundCloud and like that's right. their, and like their their expectation is to have something new like constantly, but ours is, I mean, even now it's like old fashioned to just have to like sit down and do a whole record and go through the the whole like having like physical copies made and everything you know what i mean it's like yeah that's quickly becoming antiquated so there's just a lot of to answer your question though there's just a lot of i think pressure to like have music like there's there's definitely it's there's a cycle to everything where like artists have to have done so many tours on one record that then their label pressures them to do a record and then the purpose of that being so they can tour on that record so it's like there's a timeline to everything and there's probably been points, you know, along the way for us where it's like, we've kind of subscribed to the timeline or like felt like we had to, and I don't think, I don't think it, it was like a bad thing necessarily for us, like with how things turned out. But, um, we just don't have to do that at this point. So it's like the record will come out when we, when we're like, yeah, it's, it's, it's at the point it needs to be. But at the same time, like we do, you know, in our own minds have um, an idea of when we want to be done and like when we want to be out. We're like, we're, we're trying to work towards fulfilling that. So I guess to answer your question, it'll be like probably four or five months. Like that's just generally, I think the turnaround with, with finishing an album and then like going through the whole entire process of, you know, having it released and like having physical copies made and whatnot. So as, as far along as we are now, we're just recording it and I can't give you guys the stuff you need, man. That's that's it. You're not gonna get it. You uh, you guys made your last album self-titled, which and it was your third album. So that's a fun little sneaky move you did. How about that? 
That was like we were sitting there, like, dude, we have no idea what to call this album. <laughs> we were talking about that in the <laughs> yeah, last episode. Last we were just episode, like, we were like, I love that move, just that? being like, ah, fuck it, just listen to this. We don't need to name it for you. It it kind of works with you know like the whole the whole package we put together with it, like the artwork and everything. Like I, I was totally fine with it being like a self-titled record, but at the same time, it's like I think you reach a point where you're like, oh god, like we don't know what to name this thing, so we'll just well it'll be the self-titled one, but you only get to use that play one time unless you are Weezer, which was very smart because they were like, we'll just use, we'll just color code all of our albums. Right. And we can all Weezer. And then we don't even have to think about this stuff when we come to it at the end of recording. Uh, you, uh, but you also, so you made the last one self-titled. You also now, because this is your fourth one, you get to uh, do the cheap thing where you just call it four because that's what a lot of bands do. We have talked about that. Have you really? No, I mean, Zeppelin did it. So Right, like Zeppelin did it. Uh, Blues Traveler did it. Uh, they're very much on the same wavelength. Um, who else? A bunch of people did it. Like that's so that's easy peasy. You got to cheap out on the last one. Now I just mailed it on this one too. Yeah, you know, because all that really matters is that you listen to it, right? At the end of the day, who cares? Yeah. I mean, everything that Kendrick Lamar does, I think, is the coolest thing in the world, and I think that "Damn" is a really, really corny name for an album. But I'm not gonna not listen to it. I, from what I heard, it's part of something bigger where the whole thing's supposed to be called Damnation, but he's got to release this other thing. Yeah. Right. So I actually believe that. So people on Friday were freaking out because they were, they were like, oh, like maybe this is part of a two-part thing. And I don't, I didn't really buy much of the stuff. But one of the conspiracy theories is the album cover is, uh, it says "Damn" in all red. And Kendrick always does stuff that like kind of toes the line of Crips and Bloods and incorporates them both. Like his uh, his sneakers are red and blue and everything. So I think that if he comes out with something that's red, like he did the other day, I think that it does mean something else comes out. Are you a Kendrick guy? I you know I listened to his new album the other night. And I really liked it. That was great. Yeah, he's fucking. He's he's awesome. I wasn't the biggest Kendrick guy before, and it wasn't for any like particular reason. Like I didn't like listen to his records. It was like you know like. <laughs> doesn't do it for me like i i liked kendrick and i i think he's like an exceptionally talented like rapper especially like uh you know his whole his, his production everything is something else but just like uh, as a lyricist and everything i think he's like far and beyond one of the more like talented guys um but i think the first time i really like dug in hard to a kendrick record was this one i don't know for what reason just uh i just i think i'm just treading water and trying to keep up with all the music that you know comes out now like it's just yeah or paced when i was i don't mean to sound like i'm i'm fucking old but like you know it was easier to just sit down and digest a cd and like now like everything's in a digital format everything's there's so much music being released it's like if you're into something like if you're hard into something like at a particular time when a lot of other stuff is coming out like you get behind really quick oh yeah and that's so, what like, yeah um so that will be the last thing that we uh, s- uh, splice up and say it's about the album. We'll definitely use the uh, like something about Kendrick, <laughs> and that will be the last little teaser for the album. Kendrick we're gonna give definitely them the, on the new story so far album. We're, yeah, we're gonna make the new story so far album sound like the most amazing and absurd thing ever. We're going to let down all of your fans. Yes, like only we can. Like, you mean? I mean, dude. There's there's only so much more letting down that you you guys can do. <laughs> we've got to yeah we've, we've let down our own fans enough, so now we have to move on to other people's fans and let them down too. Yes. Well, we never considered when we were making albums and like 
going through the process of like thinking of covers and stuff is people are going to get that stuff tattooed on them. <gasps> yeah. And, and well, four is a good grab because a lot of people already have that Roman numeral tattooed on them. So yeah. it's like, it's like a sneaky, like, ah, you have our album tattooed on you, even if not for the purpose, you didn't get the yeah. tattoo <laughs> album. Right. But what really happened was we did records, like our first couple that kind of just have like pretty wild, artwork on the front of them right like our first record is is it's the case for it and then the second one especially so where like that was another one that like we really didn't have anything like and we had a deadline and we were on tour and this dude drew this thing up for us and it's like it's really wild and people get that thing tattooed on them but like it's a very it's not a simple tattoo you, yeah you know? And for whatever reason, people get this tattoo and it's always on their hand or their neck. And it just looks like, <laughs> I mean, the, the bottom line is it's not, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to think that like the rest of this person's life, they're going to have this thing on their neck or their hand that like, just, it, it sort of hardly resembles like this. I don't know if you guys have seen the album cover, but like, it's not, a. I don't think it's, and easy you don't like so, it <laughs> um it's not that i don't like it I, it's not i mean i don't know it was just such a last minute thing yeah it, it, it's not my it's just not something that like people should be getting tattooed in their hands and their neck is really what i'm getting i'd so, be so fucking worried about people getting tattooed like tattooing anything that i created or am responsible for you don't like being responsible for your own work and never mind like having other people totally embrace it yes oh god that gives me the fucking but you know what you should call your new album and the artwork that you should put on the front of it here's just a suggestion uh dick snake dick snake and then have the the front of the album can be the tattoo on my wrist it'll be like (laughs) a photograph you know like one of those really like just kind of artsy ones which just my arm and then maybe a little something like how to focus in the background that looks seems important yeah. and then people oh i'm gonna get that same tattoo right on my wrist it's gonna right it's gonna read right. yeah well you know when uh when that foo yeah. fighters album there's nothing left to lose came out i was a kid um but i was obsessed with it and i was like i'm totally gonna because the uh, the album cover is just a neck with the foo fighters tattoo on it and i was yeah, like yeah. yeah when i get older i'm gonna get that tattoo which maybe I still will when I get older. You think you think they sat down and were like, guys, I've got this idea for the album. This guy's got <laughs> a tattoo on his back. And it's like, imagine if like, you know, everyone was from Foo Fighters back tattoos. Like what great marketing that would be. Yes. Like they were like, yeah, like that was part of it. We're like we, with our second album, we're like, dude, we're going to get this really wild thing on the front. <laughs> Kids are going to get tattooed in their hands and their neck and then it's going to go viral. <laughs> yes that's that's the con- that's what we did that's what we deliberately did we we're like yeah it's ruining anyway, people's lives yes yeah. killing your fans it's going to be hard and complicated to tattoo and it's going to have this yellow that when people get it tattooed on their skin looks like they have a like a liver like <laughs> yes <laughs> jaundice yeah and it is if you have like any sort of like bad skin or anything yellow supposedly just like sets it off or something so that's what it should oh. be you should have like a lot of like yellow and red colors that would really fuck over some like people who don't know they have what's the thing the what's like the bad skin thing that uh, psoriasis yeah like the, people who don't know they have psoriasis or whatever get the tattoo and then like then they're all yellow classic <laughs> yeah and like their fucking yeah. arm is just they look like a fucking reptile actually that'd be good for you 
You like those. <laughs> That's the whole thing is it gets the conversation started. It's like, why, why is this? <laughs> that would go viral. Like, uh, I really like this band and they put that on this album. And like, I didn't realize they were just scamming me into getting a tattoo. You know, my, <laughs> and they turned me into a reptile. Yeah, that, I think that's just what it is. It's, it's the yellow. Like, the yellow does not turn out well, like, in yeah. most circumstances. And it's like, you're going to have this, like, yellow thing on you. You know what I mean? This, like, weird pigmentation on your on yourself forever. It's like, man. My tattoo is black and white, and, or it's just black, and it, it involves eyes. And the artist was like, I could put a little white in the eyes to really make it pop. And I was like, I... I don't need fucking white tattooed to me. I don't need to become any fucking whiter. Yeah, that's like the I want to get a tattoo, but I I don't tattoo. I'll get the like <laughs> people get that like invisible ink pretty much like tattooed on it. Yeah, black light. When there's a black light, they're like, oh god, got to cover up the sleeve. Grandma's at this black light party. <laughs> <laughs> that would be I actually. Like, hey, when my grandma shows up to my black. That'd be parties. a great tattoo. What if you got in white ink? Uh, I love black lights. And then you only fucking see it when there's a black light. They'd be like, wow, that guy's fucking obsessed with black lights. <laughs> All right. Well, we've taken up enough of your time. Uh, yeah, I think it's just about game three by now. Um, well, thank you for joining us, man. I uh, keep kicking ass with that new album. We look forward to hearing it in one month. Very exciting. With Haim and one month. <laughs> Haim and John Lennon. And yes. wow. Yes. And Max Martin. I, there's something about podcasts, man. Like, you, like w- when we're just talking before it's like it just flows and then like you get into the whole podcast thing and it's like i don't know man it's, it's so you saying this is a bad podcast uh i maybe for <laughs> maybe i end maybe i maybe i feel like maybe i feel like that but i did it and like sometimes you just gotta sometimes you gotta commit to the record and just put it out man you know <laughs> i bet i bet we would have had a better interview if we interviewed a guitar player <laughs> we probably would have yeah to be honest <laughs>